Hello there, my name is Lewis James and I'm a composer, video game music enthusiast and all-round nerd. Now video game music has always inspired me and fascinated me throughout my life. For anyone that's counting, that's almost 30 years. The ability to immerse myself in different worlds, stories and environments and have the music act as a gateway to these mystical places never ceases to amaze me. So many boundaries have been broken in such a short space of time because of this medium. I invite you to join me as I analyse some of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time. Welcome to My Melodies of Life. Now a lot has happened in my personal life between the recording of the last episode and this one. I won't go into detail of everything for obvious reasons, but there are a few things that came from those experiences that I do want to address here. Nothing scary, don't worry. No need for any trigger warnings here, it's all positive. Firstly, I landed a new full-time job. It starts not long after this episode releases, which could affect how I work on the podcast from here on out. It's still early days, so only time will tell. Secondly, as a result of this job, I should have enough funds to start distributing the podcast properly without burning too big of a hole in my pocket. If all goes to plan, be sure to hear this voice on all good podcast platforms soon. I'll also be releasing my current backlog on a new My Melodies of Life YouTube channel periodically, then coincide future episode releases when the channel is all caught up. At least that's the plan. How will all this go in practice? We'll have to wait and see. But that's then. This is now. Final Fantasy 3, let's go! Anyone who has listened to the last episode about Final Fantasy 2 will now know that Square not only wanted to break new ground on the musical front, but on the gameplay front as well. Some components worked, some... not so much. But we all learn from our mistakes. After all, we are all human. As a result, Final Fantasy III was released for the Japanese Nintendo Famicom in 1990. The Western audiences wouldn't get a shot at the game until as late as 2006, when Square Enix finally released a remake for the Nintendo DS in North America. Europe and Australia had to wait for at least another half a year for the subsequent releases. The evolution of the franchise up to this point led to the debuts of what turned out to become Final Fantasy Mechanics staples, like the job system, which will inspire many generations to come. When it comes to discussing the game's music, I want to focus on the more atmospheric and narrative-driven themes. In Final Fantasy 1's episode, I delved more into the battle music, and Final Fantasy 2's episode was more about location-specific themes. I want to even things out more when it comes to this episode, and I won't be diving into too much spoiler territory. As for which version I'll be focusing on, I chose the DS version soundtrack. This game was the first classic pre-Final Fantasy VII game that I played, and this is the version that I'm most familiar with. I actually have the instruction manual on me right now. I won't be needing the fandom wiki for the story synopsis this time. We're going old school. You know what else is old school? The prelude. Let's do this. The Golgan verse prophesied, the earthquake was only the beginning. 
the great tremors that swallowed the crystals, the light of our world, only to spawn monsters from the depths of the scarred land, are nothing but harbingers of what is yet to come. Something is coming, fathomless, ominous, and full of sorrow. But hope is not yet lost. Four souls will be blessed with light, and so it shall begin. The player will know the instant they start up Final Fantasy 3 that this isn't your typical role-playing game, especially if they already know the previous two games in the series. They usually start the game either in the world map or in the first town of the game, neither of which is the case here. You barely even touch the controller at this point, and you're already in a stinking cave! As mentioned in the story synopsis earlier, a violent earthquake just occurred. This landed our protagonist, at least in the remake, Lunath, in a newly created chasm into a cave riddled with monsters. He, along with the player, must be feeling confused as to how we got here. Did we skip a scene by accident? Was Lunath standing at that very spot during the earthquake? I can visualize asking these types of questions the moment I hear this piece titled Crystal Cave. The counter melody is constantly arpeggiating all over the place, and the melody itself is struggling to catch up with the harmonies. Slow progression for the first two bars, then the melody suddenly speeds up, matching the arpeggio's rhythm in the background. The second section, at least to me, is saying that Lunath is going through a clear spell, gathering his thoughts, and then puckering up the courage to go further into the cave. He can't go back up anyway. Then as soon as he wonders what's on the other side, the music starts to loop back round again, just as the title of the piece alone hints at what's to come in the near future. You could say, it's already hinting at what's at the end of the cave. I brought up the harmonizing counter melody from Crystal K first because they are the front and focus of what you're hearing now, Crystal Room. Both the harmonies and the sequence of chords that they accompany sound like they don't musically fit together, yet the mind tells you that it does at the same time. In case you haven't figured it out yet, you are already encountering one of the game's crystals. Typically you don't see any crystals until you get to somewhere around the halfway point of either of the previous games. Yet, here it is, in all of its splendour. I listen to the music and I think to myself, where did these crystals really come from? Are they sentient beings? Can they just give magical abilities to anyone if they ask for it? Video games are weird, man. After this destiny-defining moment, we finally get introduced to the world map theme. This is called Eternal Wind, and it is a fantastic example of how to tell an entire story in one piece of music 
without giving anything away. The melody and the bass, at least to me, act like they're playing completely different music that just so happens to share a key, chord structure and tempo. However, in the next section, they start to merge together and realize that they are two pieces of the same puzzle, sharing ideas and techniques that make the music as a whole more complete. This is a perfect example of the theme and variation technique, where you take a theme, like the first section of Eternal Wind, and start to play around and shake things up a bit. When given enough care and attention, mainly by taking ideas from both the melody and bass rhythm, and you end up with something akin to the second section. We've heard this a few times before in previous episodes, but I believe this is the best example of how far this technique can go. There is a narrative connection to this as well. Keep an eye out for it on your next playthrough. Another interesting piece to come out of the soundtrack for Final Fantasy 3 is the theme for Aria, the Maiden of Water. I say this because the intro 4 motion video sequence in the DS version includes an amalgamation of both this theme and Eternal Wind, symbolising the mix of both the wonder and the adventure of the wider world in this game. But I digress. This is originally heard during a section of the game where our Warriors of Light explore a wrecked ship, then replayed in key events and cutscenes involving Arya. I've always seen this theme as a turning point for not just the story in Final Fantasy III, but for the franchise as a whole. Similarities aplenty can be heard with future themes of the same style. I'm talking about Eris theme, Love Grows, Dear Friends, Sudeke Dane, and many more. I could go on, but I'd be jumping the gun a bit. I'll have nothing to work with for future episodes, so you're going to hear me use this piece as reference a lot. Before I get into the last piece that I want to talk about for this episode, I'm going to take a small detour away from the story and point out some more history being made. Technically, you do hear this piece in Final Fantasy 2, but... I just did not have the time to discuss it, partially due to what I talked about during the intro. Plus, Final Fantasy 3 is where I heard this theme properly for the first time, that didn't include any weird variations or remixes. If you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about Chocobos! We can already tell by the chirpiness of the melody, if you pardon the pun, that we can never have a bad experience with these creatures. All the features and appearances of something akin to birds, combined with the convenience and size of a horse, was not to love. They became so popular that chocobos will appear as a recurring creature in future titles. On top of that, multiple versions of the chocobo theme have been created as time went by. Now that I mention it, should I do a special episode on just the Chocobo themes? Hmm. I'll think about it. 
This game has a multitude of classic pieces of music on offer, but I just do not have the time to go through them all. In all seriousness, find the soundtrack and give it a listen. Or better yet, if you have a DS lying around or have enough space and battery power in your phone, give this game a go. As I said earlier, there are a lot of firsts for the series in this game alone. I know it can be on the difficult side sometimes, but it is worth the experience. The original NES lineup of Final Fantasy games have now been covered, so next time we are going to be jumping a generation toward the SNES, and we'll be taking a look at the music of Final Fantasy IV. As always, thank you to everyone who has listened to this episode until the end, and to everyone who has followed me from the start of this journey. It really does mean a lot. While you wait for me to sort out the next episode, you can always listen to my own music, including originals and covers of my favourite pieces at lewisjamesmusic.com. There are also pages dedicated to transcripts of each podcast episode and sending me emails. To find out when the next episode comes out, my social media will be the best place for that, which is at LJComposer on Twitter and at LewisJamesComposer on Facebook. I mentioned in the last episode that I have a huge project coming up soon. I can confirm that I will have it ready within the next two months. Believe me, this is something you do not want to miss. I'll leave you with that by saying, this has been a Lewis Chains production of My Melodies of Life.